You're listening to Cody and Jess on the It's Her Time podcast. Welcome back, girls. Most women know that their period is on its way, not by physical changes, although those happen commonly, but by subtle changes in their behavior. Sometimes it feels like it's all in our heads and sometimes we feel a little bit crazy. And even though it doesn't feel normal, it totally is. And that's what today's episode is going to be all about. I have a special guest with me. I've been wanting to have her on our show for a long time. We've got Elizabeth Olson. She is an expert on tracking our cycles and how we, and using that information to empower ourselves. And so you girls are going to want to take notes and really pay attention because she is going to help us, you know, understand what's going on and not help us to not feel so crazy. So before we hop into that, let's go and have a little bit of fun. And I'm going to have Elizabeth join me. We're going to go into our favorite segment, Mixers Girls Say. And today's Mixers Girls Say is funny. We're going to talk all about, um, your brain farts or your mommy brain moments. And you guys, if you have those, you know what I'm talking about. And some of your answers have me cracking up. And with Jess not being with us today, I invited Elizabeth to kind of be part of this as well. So I'm, I'm just gonna... so glad to be here. Thank <laughs> I'm you. I'm so happy that you're here too. These are funny answers. We have really funny followers on our Instagram. And every Tuesday we do a Tell Us Tuesday and it's some kind of a funny question. And we just, it's a way for our community to kind of lighten up, get to know each other and have yeah. some laughs together. So, and you know, I feel like too many of us, I mean, there's a reason it's called mom brain, right? I feel like it happens to all of us Uh and sometimes it's worse, you know, than others. And that's what we're also going to talk about today in today's episode. But these are some funny answers that were submitted. So this girl said, my husband found our blender in the freezer and I definitely don't remember putting it there. I hope the berries weren't in the pantry, (laughs) melting (laughs) all over. Oh my gosh. Yes. Went grocery shopping. Got home, I left all my groceries at the store. What the heck? That's the worst. (laughs) So the question back to them was, would you go back for them? And 82% of you said, yes, of course. And then only 18% of you said, depends on the day. Because, you know, sometimes you have those days where you're like, forget it. You know, I can't even go back and face, you know. (laughs) Just one thing after another. Well, did she pay for him? She must have, right? <laughs> she must have. I've done that. I've actually done that. Back in the day before we had debit cards, this is how I'm really aging me, but we used to write out checks uh-huh. and I would write out a check. And for some reason, that like handing over the check for some reason in my brain was like finished. I just finished what I'm doing yeah. here. And I would walk out and I'd have, you know, the checker. The, the final gro- step. And they'd be like, wait, ma'am, ma'am, you forgot your groceries. And I'd be like, oh need those, right? I have to, I just pushed those all here, <laughs> yeah. gathered them up. <laughs> Been here for an hour trying to get all this stuff. And uh, yeah. So, okay. This one's sad. And I think we've all been there too, sadly. Forgot what time pickup was, had a super scared and sad second grader. Oh, yep. That's, I had an alarm mm-hmm. for years that three o'clock, it was like, okay, all right, we got 20 minutes. Cause you can pretty much get anywhere yeah. <laughs> in the Valley <laughs> in 20 minutes. Yeah. So I, yes, solidarity, (laughs) sister. I know. So 66% of you said that, yes, you have had this Mm -hmm. moment or that you have had your own parent forget you somewhere. (laughs) And only 34% of you said, nope, don't even relate to that at all. All right. This one is kind of like you were saying before. She said that she put ice cream in the cabinet instead of back in the freezer. (laughs) That would be a mess. Ice cream has not ever happened to me, but I've done that, you know, like other weird random stuff, milk or whatever, you know, yogurt, stuff like that. When the bread's where the peanut butter should be and the peanut butter's where the bread should be (laughs) and then everything's thrown off. Exactly. (laughs) All right. A couple more. All right. Told someone I was 25 yesterday. I'm actually 28. Yeah. (laughs) Mid to late 20s. Yeah. It's it's a range. It's I remember my mom like always forgetting how old she was. And th- I used to think, why? How do you forget how, how, you old, you know how old you are? How old you are? Yeah. And then my whole 37th year, I thought I was 38. Like I never claimed 37 for some reason. It wasn't until I did the math right before my 38th birthday that I thought, oh my gosh, I'm actually only 37 and I'm turning 38. So it just happens as you get older. I think age just becomes 100%. less and less important, right? I, I think I missed the last two years of my 20s mm. because I was like, well, I'm almost 30. I'm almost 30. I'm almost 30 for like two years, two, yeah, three years. That's and me. then finally, when I hit 31, I was like, wait, ah, oh, <laughs> wow, I really am in my 30s and 
Oops. Forgot I know. 28 and 29. <laughs> I actually I turned 37 that. at the end of this month. And I've been thinking like, you're almost 37. You're almost 37. And today I thought, are you turning 38? Are you turning 37? <laughs> I do that math every once in a while. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm a couple years away from 50, but I keep saying I'm almost 50. So I've got to remember, I'm not going to claim that anymore. I'm going to be, no. I am 40. I will be turning 48. So you're 47. June. I'm 47. You be 47 I for am 47 today. A <laughs> <laughs> couple more weeks. All right. This one is hilarious. She said, um, I c- congratulated my friend on her engagement. Meanwhile, I went to her wedding the year before. Well, I'm, she's still wearing that ring. Yeah. Good for her. She made it. 41% of you said, eek, I'd die. And 59% of you said, I'd laugh it off. No big deal. Yeah. All right. Let's do one more. One more. All right. Because this is funny too. Um, whenever a waiter tells me to enjoy my meal and I say, you too. Yeah, you too. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to enjoy this salmon and you enjoy your... Salmon. Yeah, you, you too. I always do that too. When people are like, happy birthday. And I'm like, you too. I mean, everybody has I a birthday. Hope your birthday was happy <laughs> when you had it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm so glad that we can all relate to this and have a little laugh about it. It happens to all of us, but tune into the rest of this episode. We're going to help you understand why you have those little mom brain moments and what you can do about it. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Okay, let's get into the episode now. I want you to introduce yourself, Elizabeth, so that everybody that's listening gets to know you and you become their new best friend. All right. My name is Elizabeth, and I actually go by Elizabeth on my Instagram. It's with Elizabeth O. I started out um, with doing dance parties for moms. I thought moms really just want a night away. They want to go and laugh and have fun. And then we did it at a hotel and you could check in and get a hotel and go out with your girlfriends and then go upstairs and you could sleep all night long and no one would touch you or (laughs) bother you or come and stand at your bed and go, mom. And then the pandemic hit and I realized that, ooh, I can't do that anymore. So now I'm podcasting and I'm also hosting retreats and the retreats focus on mental health and basic overall wellness. Um, I'm not a life coach. I'm actually a elementary education degree. Like that's what I did. You're an educator. I have no, you know, I, I didn't think that I would ever be doing this, but, um, my own mental health journey, um, after I have four boys and after my second, I had really bad postpartum. Mm. And then um, after my third, I thought, well, I can't do the same thing. I can't um, be induced and have them early and have an epidural and do everything and expect a different outcome. So I went all natural. I did the hypnobirthing, labored in a tub, very, you know, hippy-dippy, holistic, woo-woo. Like You know I'm all it, about that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I worked at the front desk at a massage a maternity massage clinic. Oh, yeah. And so was really into everything. Just anyway, had a, had a nine and a half pound baby mm. and was bliss. Yeah. He was the best baby. Aww. We had so much fun. My mental health was wonderful. I got pregnant on his first birthday. Oh, wow. And had another. <laughs> and did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Thought I was going to really just like get this done. You know, this is my fourth kid. I've done this. Well, this tricky thing called hormones and not really having your brain mm-hmm. be replenished, um, I ended up with really bad postpartum after that. Mm-hmm. So went on antidepressants, went on this medical journey trying to figure out my own mental health. And at one point, my husband decided to sign me up for an appointment with a psychologist and I thought he was just the worst person in the world mm. because how dare he? 
right? Like how dare you? I've had a baby. You like I'm crazy? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that word gets thrown around Mm -hmm. a whole lot. Yeah, it does. Um, and there's like if you were to, to dig underneath what crazy, you know, are you actually lonely? Are you sad? Are you hurt? Are you having past trauma come up? Like there's, there's a whole myriad of things that, mm-hmm. and that check, are the check, iceberg. Check, check, yes, check, right exactly. after you have a baby for yeah. sure. Yeah. Are your basic needs being met? Mm-hmm. Are you sleeping? No. <laughs> are you eating? Probably not. Are you, you know, get, are you moving your body uh, a little on the floor to <laughs> yeah. like pick up laundry and not yeah. step on Legos? Lots anyway, so turns out I was being treated for depression mm-hmm. and I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And the chemicals and hormones that um, feed into depression or or lack of, you know, serotonin and all that. Um, I was getting high doses of the wrong thing. Right. And I went on. Um, I started taking Adderall, which I know there's a lot of opinions about that, but seeing the difference of what my brain could Mm do and have clear linear thought, you know, past, present, future, which apparently most people have. (laughs) However, you don't know know what Mm -hmm. you don't know. Mm -hmm. So dopamine is what I started getting. I still was taking uh, some antidepressants, um, but my anxiety was going way down Mm -hmm. and I wasn't just hopped up on one thing and I was actually getting what my body needed. Well, then also turns out that something else was, we were getting closer, but something else was still kind of missing. So I went and had a full blood panel. I went to a um, midwife, brain fart. (laughs) Mom brain. (laughs) We're here to talk about mom brain. And um, I went and had a full blood panel she checked like my estrogen levels and my testosterone levels and my progesterone levels, mm-hmm. which I feel like is something that maybe is women are turned on to later in their menstrual health years. You sure. know, like mm-hmm. in your twenties, I didn't really you don't think you, about you it. Don't think about that. No, you it's don't. either like mm-hmm. you're having a baby or you're not having a baby. Yeah. In the unless you're dealing with you're struggling with becoming you know pregnant. Right. Yes, you really don't think about it much. Right. Mm-hmm. You progesterone wasn't something that I had really even heard of. Right. Anyway, um, turned out I had really low progesterone. Mm-hmm. So during the luteal phase of your cycle, if your progesterone is lower than your estrogen levels, you have really bad PMS symptoms. Yep. And I ended up, um, this was like when menstrual cups were like really hitting the market. Mm-hmm. And I called my friend who's an OB and I said, um, I'm like filling one of these up hourly. Yeah. Am I bleeding to death? And he's like, uh, well, you're probably iron deficient, probably anemic, but no, I don't think you're bleeding to death, but yeah. you might want to anyway. So we but started that's more than what right. is considered normal. And so I yes. think a lot of women don't realize that they just think they don't, cause we don't talk about it, like no. how much we bleed right. so much. And so we just think, oh, that's just what it's like. And that's how I've done it forever. But it is definitely one of the symptoms that we, you know, can look at and it can tell us so much about what's going on with us hormonally. So continue. Absolutely. Yeah. So have you heard that your period is your fifth vital sign? Absolutely. We talk about that <laughs> all the time. This so audience is you're very, very educated on this. Yes. Okay. Audience, I'm talking to you. <laughs> have you heard that your period is they your fifth like, vital yes, sign? Yes, we know. Yes. So if it is abnormal, mm-hmm. then like if it's not there or if it's just raging or not stopping or, you know, X, Y, Z, there's, there's, there are so many different things. And for me, what was normal was I was consigned to wearing, um, adult diapers three nights a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's because I was sick of destroying sheets and right. panties and, and all, all the things clothes and, and your pajamas clothes. and your, and yes. it was just, I didn't. I didn't really like waking up puddles when I was nursing mm-hmm. and I really didn't like waking up in puddles that were blood. Yeah. And so yes. I ended up getting an ablation. Um, and I don't know if I would still do that, mm-hmm. but right. I was at the point where I could not, 
I couldn't it's so do debilitating. It was debilitating. I totally understand why women choose to do that. Yeah. And it's fine. It's fine if you do that and if that's what you decide is best for you. But I do feel like I want to mention that a lot of times, and I'm sure, I don't know if this was the case for you too, Elizabeth, but I know I, I could tell your same story, the heavy bleeding, mm-hmm. the like having to double up on protection, all of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Right when I hit my 40th year, it was just like I went into perimenopause or something went just, it totally changed for me. Um, but when yeah, I went I to go- at 33. Yeah. And, and I was like, which what is, is early. happening? It's early and yeah. definitely a telltale sign. So, but when I went in, you know, work, I work with doctors. I know mm-hmm. them. I love them. They're amazing. <laughs> but they were very, like they, it's not that they're, I don't know. They just didn't have a lot of information. Right. Their, their solutions were these, um, let's, let's just get rid of quick the, fix. yeah, quick fix. Let's just get rid of the cause of the bleeding. Let's just fry the insides of your uterus, mm-hmm. you know, and have an ablation or an embolization or even a full on hysterectomy. And, right. and these are pretty drastic or the least drastic was putting me on birth control to help Which control made that, but, me crazy. but then again, exactly. <laughs> that's what I was just going to say is that then none of these options actually were going to address why I was bleeding right. so heavily. And, um, and so, yeah, speaking of that fifth vital sign, it's so important. We don't want to always just like, I mean, I get it. it. These symptoms are very debilitating and it's a pain when you're trying to work, you're trying to function. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to go shopping at the grocery store. Or you want to go on vacation. You want to go on vacation. It's so whatever. tempting to be like, oh, I'm just going to skip my period. Yes. Cause how lovely does that sound? Right. I get it. I totally get it. But if you think of it as only a, mm-hmm. I'm bleeding or I'm not bleeding. Mm-hmm. It's a can be, it's an inconvenience or I am happy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's so, it's, it's either it's a nuisance or so black yeah. and white. And I feel like that's kind of our culture is that periods are just, you know, a pain to have right. to deal with. And I love that you brought up that it's our fifth vital sign. That's why I like talking about it here on this episode. My mission is actually to help women like see their menstrual cycle as this amazing girl power that they've been given to understand not only their health, but also their mental state to be able to understand like how they best function in this world. Yes. And so, yeah, so that's, let's, I yes, get it. Let's get I get into it. that. So, okay. So I don't know if someone has talked to you about this, you listener, <laughs> but have you ever looked at the moon and gone, okay, okay. So it was a full moon yes, this week. Yes. Just last night. And yeah. did you ever look at it and just go, oh, that is just too much. You need to like turn that down, like calm down. Yeah. You're big and bright and you're lighting up the whole sky and it's like bright out here. You need to just turn down. Yeah. Or when it's a new moon, do you go, oh, it's broken. It's gone. We can't see it. It's over. Just throw it away. It. Just mm-hmm. throw it away. Mm-hmm. We're done. We're done. It's not worth it. No, yes. no. We do not ever think that the moon is broken, Mm-mm. ever. No. Well, we as women cycle just like the moon. Yes, we do. So some days you are bright, you are full, you have so much energy, you are just at your peak of performance. And then there's other days where you're like, I have nothing, I have nothing to give. I, I got out of bed or I'm functioning or I, you know, ate a carrot today yeah. or something. <laughs> right. And if you didn't eat a carrot today, that's okay too. <laughs> right. Whatever it is, you showed up. You showed up, you little sliver of you. You just showed up. Good right. for and you. And that's yeah. even the sliver. <laughs> there are literally days where there is no moon. Right. And so we have no energy mm-hmm. and we can totally predict when the next new moon is. Mm-hmm. We can totally predict when the next full moon is. And if we think about ourselves like that, then we should be able to also predict how we're going to show up. Mm-hmm. So I have, um, I tell, I talk a lot about tracking your cycle and finding where you are because so many women say, well, I have an ablation right. or I'm on birth control or I have an IUD or, oh, well, I don't do that or mm-hmm. I have a hysterectomy. Okay, but you still cycle because you're still a woman. You yes. have still the hormones still a running cyclical through being. you, you yes. are a cyclical being mm-hmm. and it's beautiful and men are cyclical yes they're just on a 24-hour cycle yeah right it's so like they're the sun they show up in the east they go down in the west they show up in the east they go down in the west they can eat the same thing every day my husband has literally <laughs> eaten blueberries and granola and milk every and it morning works for them for the last three years yeah and i like blueberries, but I am so sick of buying blueberries. (laughs) But they can do that. But he likes it because it's good for his heart. It's good for his health. He just wakes up, he does his routine. It works with his energy flow, his 24 hour cycle of that. So if you're listening to this girls, I hope you're having like an aha. I know we talk about this a lot, but sometimes when it's said differently from somebody else, it's like, oh, okay. That makes so much sense. 
my husband is a different type of cyclical being than I am. And there's a reason why he can get through, you know, a month and not feel like he's having hormonal and emotional shifts and things like that. He's pretty much steady state throughout the entire month. And same goes with like what he would be eating and craving and how he, how Mm -hmm. consistent he can stay with his, you know, nutrition plan. Also maybe the way he's exercising, you know, it used to drive me crazy. My husband would be like, yeah, I got to really, you know, lean up. And so he'd be like, I'm going to just cut out just one little thing, you know, all week. And then he'd be like ripped like a week later. And I'd be like, dude, I cut out that every day. Why? You know, I don't see that kind of result. So yes, I like that you're bringing that up because I feel like that's huge. It's important to understand. I feel like there, there are also, there are a large portion of men that struggle internally Mm -hmm. with things, but more circumstantial outside things are going to be the stressors and the pressure that are put on them. Whereas women, um, all of a sudden nothing has changed in your life but you can't handle that day, mm-hmm. right? Has right. this happened to you where, yes. where you're like, I just can't today. I, mm-hmm. I can't. And if you were to step back kind of like out of body, mm-hmm. look, bird's eye view of what's going on, probably nothing has changed that much, but your ability to tolerate has gone way down. Mm-hmm. Your patience is down. Your um, irritability is up. You have no energy, your productivity just, you, you have no, mm-hmm. you, you're just, you're just dealing you're just with dealing it. You're <laughs> dealing with the same circumstances, but in a new way. Completely. And so, but metabolically, need, metabolically and metabolically, hormonally. Yes. And so it's important to understand that, like you said before, it doesn't, it's not a sign of being broken. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you. You're right. not crazy. Um, the science is behind it. I kind of love, I mean, I, I'm a science nerd, right? So I'm always like the study, you know, on all of, all the time with this, um, audience and they're really great about, you know, wanting to learn this stuff too. But I love that finally, I say that every episode, Elizabeth, (laughs) like, yep, I need a t-shirt with that printed on it. But I love that there's science that is like backing this up, that it's like showing that absolutely there is like hormones that are fluctuating and have a huge effect. You know, our estrogen is very much affected by our serotonin and vice versa. And, you know, serotonin and dopamine, like you had mentioned before, a lot of times we can be deficient in that because of some hormonal imbalances mm-hmm. that are going on, just depending on what day of the month it is. Right. Yeah. So, And, I, and other things like having excess estrogen that you know, certain times of the month you do have high estrogen, mm-hmm. but you also have really high testosterone. With yes. It. So that's just your social lubricant. You're like, that's that's when you're that's, feeling real. That's great. ovulation, super friends. hot. You're like, yes. You're yeah, like, I, hello. You work for me. Yeah. This is great. And then if your estrogen stays really high mm-hmm. and the progesterone doesn't rise over it, then you're actually really, really irritable. Your PMS symptoms are high, and the only way to get rid of excess estrogen is through elimination. Mm-hmm. So how often when you're PMSing, do you want to go eat like a kale salad? <laughs> like never, no. never. Your body actually wants all the stuff that's actually going to stop you up. And that is going to prohibit you from then having a bowel movement, which is then going to keep the excess estrogen yes. in your body. I mean, can can we all see how this is it's just, just a vicious cycle? Completely a cycle. Yes. And so, but you can, okay, let's, let's go into that because okay. obviously that's what I love to teach about too. Um, quickly, we'll just go in through each of the four phases. Okay. Like we, I like can, to start with spring. Where I love like it. I usually start, start. I like to two. start with spring. So you call it spring. I call it spring. And I, I love that we're comparing our monthly cycle with the moon, but we can also compare yes. it with our seasons And a garden box. I love it. Think I love it. that garden box. Because in the spring, what are you doing? Are you planning this year? Like what yes. are you, you have a huge bowl of beautiful lettuce yes. in your kitchen. Yes. Did you plant it? I didn't that lettuce. Okay, well, somebody but did. Somebody did. Somebody did. And they probably <laughs> yes. fertilized the soil, yes, got they, it all ready. They, they got it planning, ready. They prepared it. Right? This is our follicular phase, yes. right? This is the time when we're preparing fertile ground. Yes. And so it's- Make the a, plans. Yeah. It's really important what we're doing in this phase, um, the foods that we're eating- Think about the foods that are, you know, fresh and spring. Your body actually yeah. craves it. It craves it. That's so go when for you it. go to the the menu and you go, yeah. oh, you know, actually, kale might <laughs> sound good. Grilled chicken Caesar salad sounds yeah. good, or like a smoothie, or mm-hmm. you know, a charcuterie board, or a veggie tray. That actually sounds good. It's light. You want it's fresh. Crisp. Yes. Cold exactly. and crisp. 
cold and crisp. It's cooling to our body. Mm -hmm. This is a time also when we talk about moods that we probably are our happiest and like in our best mood. Um, This is when all of our hormones, we've just come out of our menstrual phase where all of our hormones have tanked and now they're starting to build again. And we start with our follicular stimulating hormone and then our luteinizing hormone that that gets us into the ovulatory phase. And so then the ovulatory phase is a lot like summer. Don't you feel like spring is your baseline though? Yeah, it is. Spring is your baseline. It's the foundation. That is the foundation. That is where if you're, if you are thinking, okay, so there's all these different places, Which, Mm -hmm. which one is quote unquote, normal. Mm-hmm. Spring is your normal. After your period, spring is your normal. You're starting anew. And, Everything's and fresh. And what you do during this time really determines how you feel for the rest of the month as well. And so the things like um, all of those cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and things that do help, well, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but that do help us with that elimination and detoxification. Mm-hmm. If we can start implementing those more into our diet during the spring or follicular phase, then it will actually help our body to be able to balance out our estrogen and help us prepare for that boost of progesterone that comes into our luteal phase. But let's talk about spring, quickly. Spring yeah. is when you when you want to start implementing anything. Uh, if you if you are wanting to start meal planning for your family, it's great if time. you're wanting to you know start new chore charts, or if you're wanting to um, get on a new exercise program, or if you're wanting to start writing that book or start, that is the time that you want to start because that's when things are come easy mm-hmm. because you're excited. You're, you have all this fresh yeah, energy. Fresh energy. That's when you start so it. that then later in the month, it's mm-hmm. pseudo habit. Yeah. I love it. And that's very true. A lot of times in our menstrual phase where we kind of go within, this is the time where you will plan. And then once you get into the follicular phase, that's when you start to create. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start kind of implementing these new yeah. things into your life. And um, then once we get into the ovulatory phase, the summer phase, this is when this phase, unfortunately, is our shortest phase of the month. I know. And it's three to five days. I know. Too bad because it is when we do have the best energy. This yep. is when we really go for it, like implementing whatever plans we've put into place, habits and things. This is when we should be, you know, interviewing for jobs. This is when we should be trying to flirt and go out on the town. And, you this know, this is when I should have been recording a podcast. This is when we should be recording our podcast, right? <laughs> go on vacation. I yes. always tell people, plan your family pictures oh, during your summer. Studies show during, that you oh, actually you look, look more attractive. You look so hot. Yeah. Yes. You're, you're, you're putting off those glowy. pheromones. Yep. I mean, your hair's great. It's working for those, you. That's, the, that's when mm-hmm. you notice and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm having such a good hair day. Yeah. I just look so good. Confidence is soaring. Awesome. Yes. Everything is just yeah. cloud nine. And science backs it up. But not everyone feels that way, which is really right. interesting. And that makes me wonder, mm-hmm. what is it that you're lacking or your body's not producing right. that is not letting you have that yes. moment yes. in your month? So- the reason that you feel so great is because you do have that high estrogen, that beautiful amount of testosterone, mm-hmm. and you're preparing for that flood of progesterone that's going to be coming in. Okay. But unfortunately, because of the way that so many of us are eating, re- I mean, reality here, we got to check in with ourselves. Oh, we yeah. like to think we're eating really healthy because mm-hmm. we are grabbing that smoothie or whatever, but you know, it might not be as healthy as we think. So we got to really get you know real with ourselves. But it's stress. That's the biggest thing. We're not getting enough of that like downtime stress reduction into our lives. And when that is combined with like an unhealthy lifestyle, or sorry, nutrition, you know, then what that does is it makes it impossible for our body to feel like it can then um, produce enough progesterone. So that's why when you go into that luteal phase, you'll start having that issue where progesterone is low. Mm-hmm. And estrogen is doesn't necessarily have to be high, but it's higher than higher. progesterone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because progesterone is the hormone. First of all, it's our feel-good, happy, and relaxed hormone. It's also the hormone that needs to be present in order for us to be fertile. And if we are stressed and if for whatever, our body doesn't understand why we're not getting in the nutrients that we need. It's right. assuming mm-hmm. we're not getting it because there's something bad going on, that there's either famine. We're still in fight or flight yes. cave mandates. So it's not a good time to bring a baby into this world. So it doesn't pump out the progesterone. So it starts this whole little, you know, hormonal havoc going on in your body. And then, yeah, that leads us into that fall phase or the luteal phase where we're starting to feel like the sore breasts and we're starting to have the mood swings, the 
anger, the bloated, you know, tummies, the, you know, insomnia, all of these things. There's so many symptoms that are associated with it. And I would say 90% of all the symptoms that we feel that are associated with that time of the month have to do with the hormone imbalance of too low of progesterone, too high of estrogen. And it's just kind of, it's letting you know, your body's letting you know, okay, this, this month, we we're not feeling safe. We're not feeling like we're okay to yeah. like, you know, procreate. And so we got to do something better next time. Right. And so it, it's okay. If this is something that you are experiencing that fifth vital sign, it's again, symptoms are your body's message to you that you need a little more TLC. Yes. And so what we can do during that time, because I think fall gets a bad rap because it can potentially be a time where we're really struggling. So when you are a little more irritable and you try on those pants and you realize, you know, I actually haven't worn these in three months. <laughs> I don't like these. They don't fit. I don't care if they fit. That's when you can clean out your closet. That's when you can clean out your pantry. Mm-hmm. That's when you can start um, using that kind of irritability for more productivity. Yeah. Even if um, you're not having super like high energy productivity, mm-hmm. like you're not out, you're not no. doing all the things, but you can really go in and you can get work done. It's, it's a focused great, energy. Yes. It's focused. Totally it's, focused I, energy. It's that nesting. Mm-hmm. It's that nesting that we feel like right before we're going to have a baby. It's right. that same kind of energy that we have during our luteal phase. Yes. So it is great. Yeah. You're not going to be out and miss social butterfly, nope. but it is a time to kind of organize and get things in order. And I will say that it, is not normal to necessarily feel irritable. Mm -hmm. That is not necessarily like the norm. Is it common? Yes, Yes. totally common. common. And this is the time that it is a little more likely, Mm -hmm. but is it something we just go, oh, this is just, you know, how it is and and deal with it. And you have to just sit your family down and warn them, like (laughs) go, you know, go elsewhere when I come in the door. I don't know, whatever you have to do. Not necessarily. There's ways that we can help to, remedy this Mm -hmm. and eventually help these mood swings that are really drastic to kind of diminish as well. So yeah, that's actually why I started taking her time. Um, I'm pretty sure I was in your first 100 customers (laughs) just because I was looking for something that was going to help with that regulation. Um, I have PMDD Mm -hmm. and so I get really bad mood swings. Um, It's also when my ADHD symptoms are the highest when my attention span. Like I start to do this project and then I do this project because I do have that focused energy, but then my ADHD takes over and I decide to start another project. So I've had sandpaper at my table and like (laughs) a portion of it sanded and laundry and the socks all over where I'm doing. And then if I can take a step back and catch myself and go, oh, okay. Remember how you wanted to just do one thing? Um, One thing for me is just not writing a to-do list, mm-hmm. a I am doing list oh, I like so it. that I yeah. remember, what are you doing right now? Let's mm-hmm. just monotask and get one thing done, the one thing you started and not, I have a reel that's like, what are you doing today? Oh, I was reorganizing the sock drawer and I planted a garden and I'm making breakfast burritos. I'm like, why? Because I didn't want to write a 20-minute email. You know, just <laughs> yeah. little things like that. My ADHD totally. symptoms kick way, yeah. way up during that time. And so I know for me, and, and I still catch myself, even though I know yeah, this, yeah. even though I know this, practicing what I preach is still hard because human nature, you want to go do your things or you get mm-hmm. into kind of a habit or rhythm and anyway. So oh, we can just, all relate to that. Yeah. yeah. We're all, it's that mom brain where you go, yeah. and I'm not even going to finish that <laughs> sentence. So yeah. there's that. Well, and progesterone very much affects ADHD symptoms yes, too. So if we're does. struggling with enough um, progesterone, we did a, a podcast episode. If any of you girls are interested in kind of learning more about the association um, and connection to ADHD, I can't remember which episode number it was, but I'll put it in the show notes. It was last summer Please that we do. did it. And it was an amazing episode. We had a, a real life customer guest that had shared her story about how she had struggled with anxiety and found out that um, she also had ADHD and it was just misdiagnosed for a long time and how using her time, but then also using her Her power power, has been huge. And so her power, let's talk about that a little bit. Do you use her power? I do. Okay, great. Not not as often as I would like Yeah, because I do take medicine and sometimes that's just too much. Sure. Um, But it's a nootropic and it helps with 
brain focus. It just helps you, you know, the ADHD brain does not have the past, present, future neurotransmitters, mm-hmm. which the more I learn about it, the more fascinated I am it's about amazing. it. Because, yeah. because if you talk to someone who has ADHD and talk to them about like their favorite thing to eat mm-hmm. and you can see them go back in time to that and their body is releasing all the hormones, the cortisol, the oxytocin, the dopamine, all the all the happy things mm-hmm. or stressful things right. that were happening at, at that time. You know, they you seen that it. book, The Body Keeps the Score? Oh, I love that book. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's very similar to that, mm-hmm. even more so. It's more intensified. I can <laughs> Way see Way more intensified. Oh, I can think about the people that I know in my life that have ADHD and I know exactly what you're describing Where they there. just yeah. light up or mm-hmm. just completely crumble and implode yeah, they because it. their body and their brain is reliving it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So not having that like connection mm-hmm. of I'm going to, do, I want to do this. I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. Yeah. And then, oh, I did it. Ta-da. Like having that <laughs> yeah. like that dopamine little pathway. at the end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That pathway and not having that. Um, the Her time can help with that. It doesn't it just fix can. it because there's no cure, but you have to really um, it make it happen. It. Mm-hmm. Yes. It can help yeah. It, it basically, it just is it's a- It's like someone holding your think hand. Think about it. Like <laughs> I think her power is kind of marketed as- um, an energy giver. Yeah. Right? And so I think a lot of women don't, this is why I wanted to bring this up because I don't think they realize that it's actually brain nourishment. That's what it's all about. Yes. It does definitely give you um, a boost of energy, but not that like fight or flight, no. like crazy caffeine kind of energy. Yeah, or it's any, not like, and it's rave time. No, no it's, no. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start a task, do yes. a task. Complete the task. It's euphoric. It's Which like a euphoric, really, really it's like a relaxed a energy. And it is, especially <laughs> someone with ADHD. It's like you crave that. That's what your body is needing yes. to have in order to be able to get from A, B, C, D, you know, down there, that pathway. But um, but yeah, it is a nootropic. It's a natural nootropic. So it is actually safe to use with medication if you mm-hmm. are on any type of medication. It's basically amino acids that help to, I call them our keys that unlock the ability for our body then to release those neuro, neurotransmitters which are, you know, we also call happy hormones. Uh-huh. So especially, you know, if we are too high of an estrogen, um, a lot of times we're really low in serotonin, right? Yes. Serotonin is huge. That's our, <laughs> one of our feel good hormones yeah. and it's our happy hormone. And, and if we're low in the serotonin, then it's going to be really hard for us to focus and to be able to feel good. And we're going to be more prone to anxiety and to depression and to all of these things that kind of really can hit us extra hard during this fall or luteal phase. And so her power helps to boost the serotonin. It helps to boost dopamine. It helps to kind of connect those neural pathways so that you're, you can concentrate, you can focus a little bit better and feel. So it's a good support yes. for that mom brain problem. Um, another thing that I don't think anyone, I don't see it often talked about. Yeah. You know how they put DHEA mm-hmm. in baby formula? Yes. Did you know that you can take that as an adult, as a tablet? It's like <laughs> fish oils and omega-3s. Mm-hmm on top of that. And it's not, do your own, do your own research and educate yourself about it as, but the fact that, um, when you have a baby or yes. when you are being depleted of these hormones, mm-hmm. in order to get those back, yeah. oftentimes our diet doesn't really, we are, yeah, DHA, <laughs> DHA, we are definitely, um, deficient in, and yes. that is a killer brain and it helps you yes. produce serotonin and it helps with serotonin and it also is very supportive of proper you know an ultimate like the optimal there we go progesterone levels that we yeah. need right so you can you naturally get it from fish you know mm-hmm. and high fat healthy fats you know things like that Avocados. but you can yep. you can supplement with it i know there's a lot of you girls out there that are vegan and don't like the animal sources so there are flax you know sources and things like that other ways but ideally our body actually responds best to a fish oil so if you can get that yeah brain food right there i love yes, that you brought that all up. the brain foods and the greens <laughs> the and greens. The, yes it's just the rainbow. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. it's, thank you. Thank yeah. you for doing this because <laughs> having it available, yeah, especially in like a little pixie that you can just throw into your drink. I mean, <laughs> having that with me. Oh, okay. I clearly ran out of Adderall. Like my yeah. brains, it's, I've, I've used it all. It's gone. Yeah. You know, her power, like to 
help me focus and function. That's that's huge. Yeah. We want to make health easy. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole goal here with mixers is like, it's a lot. We talk about a lot. We're educating you guys to understand like why we want to put these nutrients in our body, why we want to do certain things, but let's just also just make it easy so you don't have to always. Yeah. Exactly. It is a cool drink and it tastes delicious, but it's doing good work and you don't have to think about it. You just need to know that there's a purpose behind it and it can definitely help you. So, okay. I want to talk about tracking real quick because um, okay. I know we're having so much fun. We can I have, like, love a, talking about this. I it's, love it. Thank you for geeking out with me. No, Letting geek, me come geek away. Nerd, nerd we all out with love you. it. I love it. And we need there's to do it more so often. There's so much more information out there and um, the connection between your mental health and your um, reproductive health mm-hmm. is so huge. It's so huge, and it's not really you don't you don't often go to your Mm-mm. healthcare provider and they're like, "So how's your?" Do mental? they ever talk to you about it? They I, never do, really. I, yeah. I mean, I, if they do, they're awesome. Stick with them. How lucky are all these upcoming new moms I know. and all the information that I they get. Because when I was diagnosed with postpartum depression, I felt like I was basically admitting that I had had an alcoholic addiction for years. Right. Like, there's a lot of shame around so it. So much mm-hmm. shame. And there's no shame. No. There's no shame in the fact that your brain and your body might not be producing XYZ. You're depleted it's like my, because you just grew a little human inside of you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My body never has produced blonde hair ever. <laughs> Am I ashamed of that? Not really. Because right. that's just how I came. I know. I know. Isn't it funny? <laughs> and when you say it like that, it's like, yeah. Oh, duh. okay. Okay. But yeah. But it's it like, okay. it's true. We, as women, this is a, a thing we're working on, right? We got to figure it out how to stop feeling ashamed of our just Okay. So then we processes. track it. Yes. Perfect segue. Yes. I love it. Why do we track? Yeah. Why do we track? Okay. I track because I know how I'm going to show up. Um, I have a podcast on expectations and how if you're meeting your expectations, then you're always going to be happy. When you don't meet other people's expectations, that's when you get the feeling of shame, like you're in trouble. If you're an adult, you're probably not going to be in trouble. Like you're not, <laughs> you're probably not going to go to jail. Nope. You're probably not going to have to pay a giant fine or fee. I, I don't know, unless you like left your clothes in a public washer and they're like, hey, you got to <laughs> pay for your rent time here. But certainly but you're not, not for sitting and watching in Netflix all right. day, right? Yeah. You're not actually in mm-hmm. trouble. And whose expectations did you meet? Now, the whole setting your bar, like, well, just set your bar. Who sets your bar? Who is setting your bar? Mm-hmm. And when you think about pole vaulting, would you ever set a bar at like six feet and go, all right, I'm going to jump that all by myself. No coach, no pole, <laughs> no mat, no training, right. no <laughs> shoes. No. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to jump that. No. And when you put it in that perspective, it sounds, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. You are not crazy because... You want to say no to the event mm-hmm. or the family gathering or the ETA meeting. Whatever. Yeah. You're not, you can, you can set your expectations and know, okay, I actually have nothing to give this day. So I'm going to take it easy on myself or I'm going to, I am going to show up, but I'm going to give myself a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself a lot of grace. I'm going to take lots of deep breaths. If I yell at my kids for losing their shoes, then when my fall comes around, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put into practice, this is the shoe basket and this is where the shoes live and they will never be anywhere but in the basket or on your feet. (laughs) We hope. I mean, that's a good intention there. That's totally the the goal. And if that's the expectation and you're meeting your own expectations, Mm -hmm. then you're going to feel really good about yourself. I love that. So yeah. So like this, what we've been doing so far in this episode is kind of understanding what's going on, but I always love these episodes then to give action steps. Yes. And you know that I've been preaching forever, girls, that we need to track our periods because we need to understand what's going on. And I know there's a lot of really great apps that are out there. They're really helpful and it can be very easy to use, but some of you still are not tracking your cycle. Right. And I always am like, why? Why are you not doing that? But it's because it, even with just those simple apps, sometimes it feels a little um, too much, you know, to, to have to think about daily. Right. So I love Elizabeth has a solution, and she's going to share it with us. Um, all of you girls that are listening, we'll put some stuff in the show notes. But tell us what you have created and why it's been so successful. So you know how we talked about like this is a really good hair day, and mm-hmm. then not a good hair day. You don't notice your baseline. 
So what my tracking sheet does is it has little bubbles mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's not a tracking digital. sheet. It's, it's a tracking sheet. Mm-hmm. You get it once you have access to it for, you can print off as many as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am a digital creator, I would ask that you don't just, yeah, you know, of course you can share, be respectful, but, but yes. respectful. Yeah. It took a minute. Um, <laughs> and what you do is you track what you notice. So when you're like, oh my gosh, look at that zit on my chin or my forehead. Okay, those are your hormonal zones Mm -hmm. or around your hairline. That's when you're going to cue in and go, oh, okay, I'm going to mark that day, bad acne. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the days where you just are starving, you cannot get enough to eat. You're going to track that. You're going to write down, oh, my cravings are super high. Or you're going to track the day where you wake up and you go, oh my heck, I just got five hours of sleep and I can climb a mountain. I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. You're going to track that. And just watching over the months, like really, if you just, you can either pick one symptom and track it for four months, or you can pick four different symptoms and track it for one month or Mm -hmm. do, you know, any mix of whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Once you start to kind of fill in the bubbles, you'll see clusters. And when we have those clusters, then that's what our body's telling us. Mm -hmm. Like if you have so much energy during those three to five days, the same days of the month, then you're probably ovulating during those days. Yeah. You know what? It's really easy to find out once you know, once you know, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is who I am today. I love it. So you should probably go on that first date. Mm. Around that time. Yeah, try to time it. Yeah, well, you'll look is, real good. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be hot, super attractive. I love this because I always talk about we got to learn how to speak the language of our hormones, but yeah. I feel like this is our translation book. You are helping <laughs> us to be able to see it and be able to like visualize, oh, okay, these are the symptoms that I'm feeling and this is when they're happening at certain times of the month. And now you girls have this little baseline knowledge about what's happening hormonally with our body. So we can look at it and say, okay, yeah, I'm experiencing an excess of acne or there's too much oil on my face or whatever. What could that be telling us? Possibly there's an imbalance with our androgen you know, hormones yes. so that we can take care of it. Maybe you have no energy and you are just like, you know, moody and everything and you're, you end up having heavy periods or whatever it is, maybe that's a telltale sign that your progesterone is too low and your estrogen is too high. You know, you get the idea. So it's, we can take this information that we're learning and now we can just actually see it. And so that we learn the language of what these symptoms and what these signs are. And then it tells us exactly what we need to be focusing on and fixing in our body. And I say fixing it because I don't want us to feel like we're always a project that has to be fixed. Understanding, that's a better word. And yeah. And taking care of our needs. Well, so each phase, mm-hmm. your follicular, ovulation, luteal, and your menstruation, you show up differently. And sometimes we think one phase is better than another. But the fact that you can really, really, you're really good at brainstorming in your spring and you're really good at collaboration and being open-minded in your summer. And then that you're really good at, you have a lot of discernment mm-hmm. in your fall. And then you have a lot of introspection and that's when we're, our, our um, intuition is highest. That's when we go in and kind of reflect having that connection with yourself spiritually. Um, that's beautiful. How is All, this not yeah. a blueprint for how we work as women created? Mm-hmm. And so to be able to look at that and go, oh yeah, this is my blueprint. This is where I am. And um, I actually, I worked on it. It took a little while. But I ate according to where I wanted to be in my cycle. Mm-hmm. And I shifted my cycle so that my menstruation is on the new moon. Yep. Great. And my ovulation is at the full moon. Cool. And that is really cool for it me cool. because I know without even having to track, I can just look at the moon mm-hmm. and I know where about I am. It's so cool. I mean, That's it's rad. so related. And I know this is when those of you that don't love the hippy dippy kind of roll your eyes, but it is so well, connected. Listen, to the science. <laughs> listen, there's science also that can back this up, but the moon, we are yes. very created like the moon, like the seasons, all of this. What Elizabeth is describing, I actually just did um, information on this on my Instagram stories last night because of our full moon and Brilliant. talking about how you can, you know, use the moon to track your cycle mm-hmm. and understand what's going on. So you are in the white moon cycle, right? I am. And there's a lot of great, there's a lot of women that are, 
in that same cycle with yeah. you. And there's a lot of attributes that are, you know, um, that you will also like share similarities with other women that are in that cycle. I am in the red moon cycle. Okay. So I am like on the dot. I know the full moon is coming. I know I'm starting my period. It's just, it is how it is. And I'm like you, it's like, I, I use a tracking app, but mm-hmm. I also am, my husband's always like, how do you always know what's going on with the moon? Like he, he's always fascinated by that. He was just saying that last night. I'm like, it's because I've just been trained over years to really understand like, okay, the full moon's coming. I'm about ready to start my period. This is when I know for me, I need to start kind of going within being more introspective. Um, women that are in that red moon cycle usually are women that are um, considered healers. They were the ones that were like the witches back mm-hmm. in the day. That oh got yeah, right. I'm pretty sure I'd be yeah. on the stake if, if <laughs> yeah. I lived Yeah, a long it's time just ago. kind of funny. Um, you know, they're the ones that, because uh, we are very in tune with that phase of our cycle, but there's also a purple moon phase and there's also a pink moon phase. Ooh. So not, if you're always with the white moon, you know, like with the new moon or with the full moon, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that either. There's also these other, there's you no know, right moons. Wrong. No, but it's, it's learning your cycle. You learn yeah. you. Yes. You track you. That's the best Part. Yes. That, that's what I'm asking people to do anyway. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I taught elementary school, right? Like, <laughs> I am just here to educate you to educate yourself mm-hmm. about yourself. Yeah. And knowing, is that bad? Nope. Absolutely not. To know how you show up personally. Right. That's beautiful. You know what? I, it, you're an educator. You're a woman. You're qualified. <laughs> I feel like you could say you're an advocate. You're an advocate definite, for women to feel advocate. empowered and understand how beautiful our menstrual cycle is. Our monthly cycle can tell us so much about our overall health and well-being, and it can help us to show up into this world and be our very best selves and do the important work that we're put on this earth to do. Yes. So I have loved this conversation, Elizabeth. Yes. I hope that our audience has enjoyed it too. I hope you've learned a lot. Girls, we're going to continue this conversation conversation because there's so much more we can go into so many cool things that we can learn about our amazing bodies. If you loved this episode and if you learned a lot, please share it with the girls in your life because sharing is caring. And the more we can educate ourselves, the more we can educate the girls that we love, the better we again are going to be able to make a difference in this world. So please share. And if you can get a chance, do us a big favor, go like and leave us a rating and review. And that helps us to be able to get amazing guests like Elizabeth on our show and helps us to be able to be found by more women out there. So thanks again. I look forward to continuing this conversation next week. Until then, have a very happy and healthy week and we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.